Welcome to the Sobity Chat Podcast. If you are new and welcome back if you are a regular and a part of the fam. My name is Fatima and the Sobity Chat is a self-care community and podcast designed to empower women through faith-infused resources, mental health support, coaching, and wellness events. So before we dive in, let's chat about a few ways that you can support the show. The first way is by subscribing wherever you are listening. The second way is to share with a friend. If you think that this episode or this show will provide value to their lives, please go ahead and drop them that link. The third way is to rate and review via iTunes or wherever you're listening, but iTunes is probably the most primary source where my listeners come from. So make sure you head over there and leave a comment about why you like the show and leave a rating. And then finally is by submitting your questions via email, which is sobdchat at gmail.com, my personal Instagram, Fatima underscore farmer, or by sending a voice message right here on Anchor if that's where you're listening. So without further ado, let's get into today's show. Hey guys. Thank you for stopping by the SoBD Chat podcast. Let's dive into this episode. So, where do we start? (laughs) I'm doing this without notes. I'm doing something new. I also haven't talked to you guys in a while, but I feel it on my heart to talk to you now. So there's been a lot going on with me. A lot. (laughs) I'm kind of getting over having like a little bit of a cold so I apologize for my voice in advance but I'll kind of give a little recap of what's been going on and then I'll dive into what I really want to talk about today so what's been going on I got fired from my job or got laid off rather I feel like they mean the same thing but they have a different meaning at the same time. Like being laid off is like, it was a company decision being fired. is like, you did something wrong. (laughs) So I was laid off and, um, yeah, it's been an interesting journey. By the time this is up, you should be able to go and watch the vlog that I posted on my YouTube channel. If you want to see my personal journey, um, I've been documenting that in vlogs on my YouTube channel in a series that I've been calling from fear to faith. And I thought the series ended once I got the job, to be honest. Like, I kind of wrapped it up. It was like the perfect little ending. But the way God works, clearly, (laughs) the journey continues. So um, you can head over there and watch the January vlog. I'm going to attempt to make a monthly vlog. So just to keep you guys up to date with what is happening, I'm going to be posting monthly vlogs on my YouTube channel. So you can head over there. Link will be in the description. So that happened last week. Today makes an official week that I've been unemployed. And I've been spending a lot of time in God's presence. I've been spending a lot of time just like reflecting, listening, praying, meditating, praising, um, just really tuning into God. And I was, I just have been feeling this desire to just take take a pause, right? Not just dive right into, okay, I have to find another job right now. I have to like make this happen. I have to figure it out. I have to do all of those things, but something feels different this time where even when it happened, you guys will see when you watch the video, I just had peace about the situation. Like I had total peace about the situation. And I still do, honestly, like I have my moments where my mind will start to spiral, but it's like that 
the peace that I feel is like the anchor that always brings me back to God. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So this morning I got up and I was like, you know what? I actually want to watch the sunrise today. Like that's something that I've been wanting to do for so long is to get up, drive to the beach and watch the sunrise. So today was the day I was like, I don't have anything to do today. Um, I'm going to get up and I'm going to make this happen. So I packed my bag. I drove, got there in like less than 30 minutes, was able to catch the sunrise. Um, I think I was saying sunset, but I meant to say sunrise. Got, was able to catch the sunrise. Beautiful, right? Beautiful experience. Got to spend time with God. Got to just enjoy nature for a little while. And I was sitting in my car like, okay, what do I want to do next? I was also reflecting in deep thought just about like the homeless crisis here in LA and just sometimes the emotional heaviness that I feel as an empath living in a city that's so painful and sad for a lot of people. Um, You feel it. So again, I talk about that in the vlog, so I won't bore you talking about it here as well. But um. So after I figured out that I was just going to go home because I was like, I don't want to stay out because I'm going to be, you know, tempted to spend money on food and stuff. So I was like, I'll just go back home and just get my work done there. So I decided to take the street just because it's rush hour. It was like eight eight o'clock, eight thirty at this time. And I was like, I know it's going to be traffic on the highway. So I'll just take the long way, you know, fix, see some new stuff. I might come across a store or a coffee shop or something that I want to check out. So I'm like that. I'm very like, I, I'll take the longer route just to kind of explore to see what's around me versus just like the fastest route, you know? So I decided to take the longer route, take the street and I'm driving and, uh, I get to like this red light on Wilshire and uh, I can't remember the cross street um, near Santa Monica though. And I'm at this, this cross light and I see like these sky rise apartments and then like directly across the street from the apartments is people sleeping in tents. And I just was like, just kind of looking at it like, wow, like it's just, it's just everywhere. That like juxtaposition is just everywhere where you see it so predominantly, where it's like so much money and then so much poverty right in the same vicinity. It's just like alarming and shocking to me. And I'm just looking and I notice that there's a guy on like maybe like the third or fourth floor who's like looking out of his glass, like floor floor to ceiling window across the street at one of the other buildings. And he's like really like in a daze. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder what he's looking at. So I look to kind of see what he's looking at. And I see a building in flames, an apartment building, like diagonal from where I am, just up in flames. And I don't know why it took so long for me to realize what was happening, because I heard sirens. And I remember when I um, first, before I like turned the corner, Cause I had pulled over for a second to decide if I wanted to go somewhere else. And I was like, no, I'll just go home. So I got back on the main road. But before I turned, I remember seeing fire trucks on the street, but I didn't think anything of it. I just thought maybe they had the street blocked off or something. So once I'm like seeing this, it registered that like, wow, there's a huge fire, like right across the street from me. Like, and all you see is just like flames bursting out the side of this building. And I'm sure if you decide to look this up, like if you go on Twitter or whatever, I don't know exactly when I'm going to post this, but if you go on Twitter or just search the news and type in like Wilshire Boulevard, you'll see what I'm talking about. And I'm just staring and I'm just like in shock because the flames are just getting big so rapidly 
and this is an apartment building. So there's most likely a lot of people inside. Like this had to be like over 10 stories. And I remember I'm at the traffic light and, you know, all the fire trucks are kind of coming through. So nobody's turning. Like I would have my turn signal on, but nobody was moving in front of me because the fire trucks were coming through and it was just like chaos. And I remember for a second, I looked at the woman in the rear mirror behind me (laughs) and she was just putting on her makeup. Like she was just, just doing her makeup. Like she just, it wasn't even like phasing her. And I was like, for some reason, I noticed that, like, that stood out to me, that, like, he, I was just, like, in shock at what I was seeing, and she literally looked so unbothered and was just putting on her makeup, and then I looked back up, put my attention back up on the building, and I'm praying, and I'm just like, God, like, protect these people, like, protect these firefighters, and as I'm looking, I'm like, is that a person? That was the thought that crossed my mind. Is that a person? And... I look a little bit closer and indeed I see legs hanging out of a window and the fire is literally probably like what looked like maybe like five feet away from this person. There's fires coming out of their win- the window next to them and they're dangling out of the window looking like they're contemplating jumping. And again, I look back at in my rear view mirror and this woman is like now she has her phone out and she's just like recording it. And then she records and then she takes her phone, put it back away and then continues to do her makeup. And I'm just like, I think in that moment it hit me how desensitized most of us are to traumatic things. Because that man was literally contemplating his life into a majority of people that was just an inconvenience for their daily routine. So at this point, when I see this man dangling out of the window, I'm like in tears at this point because I'm just so afraid for him and for all the other people in this building and like just feeling it so intensely and praying that like he does not have to jump and praying that if he does jump that like he survives because he was up pretty high and the fire literally when I turned the corner to wait at that light that's when all the fire trucks were showing up so that fire had like just been reported I don't want to say it just started but it had like the firefighters were just getting to the scene at the same time that I stopped at the light so the chances of there being something down there for him to jump on at that point is very slim and I just remember like seeing him just sitting there looking as if he was about to do it and then the light turned green and there were no fire trucks and I was just like I cannot witness this man jump from this building like I mentally physically cannot I cannot so I turned the corner as quick as I could because I did not want to witness that and now I'm still sitting in traffic and now I'm face I'm facing away from the fire so I can't see it at this point but I can see all the people on the streets looking up at it and I legitimately felt like I was in an episode of Black Mirror. If you guys watch that show, that's actually one of my favorite shows on Netflix. But I think the reason why it's one of my favorite shows is because it really does highlight how it like puts a spotlight on just the dynamic of social media and technology and how how it affects us as people. And as a whole, and it's it's sick in a lot of ways, but I think that our culture 
and society can be sick in a lot of ways the same way. Like that show exaggerates it a bit, but it's not that far from reality. And as I'm sitting at this light and I'm still like crying and I just like look and I see all these people just with their phones out and like, I don't want to say I saw people laughing, but just like almost like just excited that they were capturing it type of thing. Like, and they weren't reporters or anything. They were just regular people, but like their expression and their interest in the situation was more so to capture what was happening versus at least from where I was sitting, it didn't look like concern. It was very odd. It was very odd. But as I was looking at the people's faces who had their phones out taking pictures and stuff, it was like this look of like excitement to capture what was happening. And we hear about that all the time, right? When there's like traumatic things happening, like we've heard about it so many times people are being abused or assaulted. And it's like, people are so quick to just like whip out, whip out their phones and just want to document it and not help. And in this situation, there's nothing that any one of us on the ground could have done to help. But it was just really interesting to me to witness that, to witness people in that way, how people witness trauma, I think, or traumatic experiences was just really telling to me. And I had already had a bit of an emotional morning. So, and I'm an emotional person anyway. Like, I'm not even going to pretend like I'm not, like I'm a sensitive person. So I already was having an emotional morning and already in just like a space. So seeing that was just kind of like the icing for me, like the icing on the cake of just like, this is just too much. Like people are just too much. And so what I wanted to talk about today is after I got home and just the whole ride home, it was just fire trucks flying past me, just like flying past to get to this fire. And I just felt so overwhelmed on the whole ride back. Like I just, it was hard for me to keep my composure in a sense. It was hard for me to just drive. Like my mind just kept flashing back to this man dangling out the window, just thinking about how scary that must be to have to consider like ending your life in order to save your life in a way. Like I could die if I jump out this window. I could die if I sit here. Um, and just like the the thought of that was just so, so much for me. So it was a lot. By the time I got home, I had prayed a few times and um, got some support by loved ones. And it was just helpful. And then I was encouraged to, you know, really seek God's peace in this moment. And that's what I did. Like after I just cried and let it out and prayed and talked to God and just shared how angry I felt about, you know, seeing people not have a response to it. You know, it's like sometimes being an empath can be so isolating and it makes you feel silly sometimes because you're like, no one else is reacting this way. Like, why do I feel this way? You know, why do I feel this so intensely where other people can just continue just unbothered doing their makeup, going about their day as if nothing's happening. But I am literally like, I need to stop what I'm doing. Like I, it was hard for me to drive back because I was just so shaken up by what I had just saw. And so it, sometimes it just makes you question, you know, you're like, Am I being too sensitive? Am I overreacting? Why do I have to feel this way? Like, why doesn't everyone feel this way? So my mind was kind of spiraling with all of that. But 
being reminded to just like seek God's peace was the perfect thing that I needed to hear. So that's what I did. So I opened up my devotional that I want to share with you guys today. And today's January 29th. And I I went to the day, January 29th in the devotional. And I'm going to read to you what it says. I'm also going to link the devotional if I can find it in the description box in case you would like to purchase it or check it out. But I actually was given this as a gift, and I'm just so grateful for the person that gave this to me. She didn't even really know me. I just came to like a small group, and she had extra one, and she gave it to me. So January 29th, the devotional, by the way, is called Quiet Moments with God, and it's by Lloyd John Ogerville. January 29th, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Isaiah 26, 3. Jehovah Shalom, I thank you for your marvelous, I thank you for this marvelous, direct, and uncolored promise. You seek to give me profound inner peace, but sometimes I find it difficult to stay my mind on you. I want to focus on you, yet often my attention wanders. I want to listen to you, but my heart sometimes is cluttered with the static of distracting voices. I want to trust you. But years of self-reliance makes it difficult to wait patiently for your answers. You alone, Lord, can keep my mind stayed on you. All I do ask is for the miracle of a day lived in constant awareness of your abiding peace. May this be a day filled with spectacular moments during which you keep my mind focused, my heart calm, and my will alert to your will. Lord of peace, help me keep my mind on you. In the meet, sorry, in the name of the Prince of Peace, who promised peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let your heart not be troubled, neither let it be afraid. John fourteen twenty seven. So I read that, and I just immediately felt God's pre- peace and felt God's presence, and I felt calmer. And I felt reminded that, number one, what I'm feeling is normal, that I shouldn't feel shame or guilt or silly for feeling overwhelmed by the heaviness of the world sometimes, and neither should you if you are someone that is very sensitive and very empathetic and maybe I'll make an episode about that because I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast but if I haven't I definitely talked about it in length on my YouTube channel so you can check it out there if you're not sure what I'm talking about but something that really stood out to me when I read this was there was a few things that stood out but the thing that I want to talk about is the line that says, that says, may this be a day filled with spectacular moments during which you keep my mind focused, my heart calm, and my alert to your will. Lord of peace, help me to keep my mind on you. And I just love that part so much because I think what I realized from reading this is that even in moments of stress and moments of chaos and moments of witnessing really scary things or really sad things for other people 
it is a reminder a lot of times to reflect back on the goodness of God. Like those spectacular moments is when you can choose to direct your attention to God or you can choose to direct your attention to the world. And for example, like what I mean by that, when I was sitting in my car and I noticed the woman doing her makeup behind me and then I noticed everyone like with their phone out, kind of like excited to be captured in the moment. In that moment, instead of focusing on the goodness of God and focusing on the fact that this is happening, but God's peace is still in this, God's plan is still in this, God's purpose is still in this, and that instead I put my attention on the anger that I felt and the disappointment that I felt. And I think that was just a reminder. Um, The line before that says, all I can do is ask for the miracle of a day lived in constant awareness of your abiding presence, constant awareness of your abiding presence, constant. That's the beautiful thing about God's peace is that it's in every moment with us. But it, it, it comes from a constant awareness of God's presence. If you're not aware of it, then you won't receive the peace. Because the scripture says, John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives to you do I give. Let your heart not be troubled, neither let it be afraid. He says, peace I leave with you and peace I give to you. So if he left it with us and he gave it to us, that means that it's there. It's always there. It's always available. It's always available. But having constant awareness is what allows for us to abide in that presence. Back to the opening scripture, Isaiah 26 and 3, it says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. So God will keep us in perfect peace when our mind is stayed on him through trust, right? through trusting that God is real, through trusting that his presence is always with us, through trusting that we can access him at any point through the Holy Spirit, by really trusting that, and then by, because you trust that, you then keep your mind on God in the midst of very scary situations, that's how you will remain in God's perfect peace. That's how. So... One other thing I wanted to share is there's this resource that I've been using that my sister put me onto. Um, it's a Bible app, but it it breaks down the Bible in much more detail. It's called BLB Bible. It's blue and white. And I looked up the scripture, John 14 and 27, and... When I looked up that scripture, I think there's a version that uses the word comfort. Let me see if I can find it. Mm, Maybe New King James Version. Hmm. I don't see it. I'm pretty sure there's a version that uses the word comfort, though. In that scripture, I'll leave it again. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So,
I looked up that scripture and then I went to um dictionaries, right? Because you can you can break down the words. That's why I really like this because you can break down the words in the scripture. And one of the words that is in here is comforter. And it says the word means call to one side for help. The translation comforter covers only a small part of the meaning. The word helper would be a more adequate translation. The spirit does a great deal for disciples besides comforting them. Although to comfort was a part of his work for them, the spirit guides into truth indeed. He is called the spirit of truth. He teaches and quickens the memory of the disciples and glorifies Christ in them. He also has a work to do in the hearts of unbelievers. The comforter remains permanently with the disciples after he comes in response to the prayers of Christ. The word comforter being an inadequate and the word helper, a too indefinite translation of the word in the gospel of John. It would probably be best. Oh, and then it kind of goes into like more different things that you can study on it. But I thought that that was interesting that it used the word comfort and it talked about how like being a comforter or a helper is literally the whole purpose or one of the main purposes of the spirit. And back to the devotional where it talked about that constant awareness, right? The constant awareness of God is, is the spirit is that internal feeling that leads us, that guides us, that convicts us. But having an awareness of that is what can keep us in alignment with God's unmeasurable peace for us that he already gave to us, that he already promised us. So I just wanted to share that. And I just, I'm going to close this podcast in prayer. Uh, I hope that Um, you will join me. If so, if you can, if you're not driving or anything or walking, just close your eyes with me and we're just going to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for everyone that is under the sound of my voice right now. Whenever they are listening to this, God, give them assurance that you have aligned them with this podcast at the perfect moment. God, I pray for comfort right now. I pray for a reminder that we are covered by your presence and by your peace at all times, God. This world is always going to have something chaotic happening. Every single day, we hear the stories. We feel the pressure. We feel the pain. We feel the hurt and the lack and the suffering of so many people. And we just ask, we just ask, God, that even in those moments that you give us a constant awareness of your spirit to turn to you and to express gratitude, to ask for peace and to be comforted by you, by your presence, God. We trust that even in the midst of chaos, that you're right there, you're right there with us. And we ask that you give us grace and compassion for ourselves and for others that may be hurting We ask that for those of us that feel 
very deeply and are very sensitive to the struggles and the pain of the world, God, we thank you, first of all, for that gift to to feel so much and to be so sensitive and to be so empathetic. We thank you. And we ask that you continue to allow that gift to give us the conviction to be better people and to make an impact and to shine that light into the world and spread that compassion so that other people can have that for themselves and then give it to others more freely, just like you desired us to do. So God, we say thank you. And I ask that for anyone that may be struggling right now and just may need peace in their own lives for whatever they're going through, whether it's financially, relationships, school, work, health, whatever the issue is, God, I pray for every single person that is listening that, yes, you're a healer. Yes, you're a miracle worker, but you're also a comforter. You're a provider, but you're also a comforter. So remind us right now that in this moment, even though we may feel like we are lacking something, we are never insufficient. Your grace is sufficient. Your grace will always be sufficient. So remind us that in this moment right now, we have everything that we need. We have everything that we need, even if that is only your grace, even if that is only your promise of peace. We have exactly what we need for this moment. So we just say thank you, and I just ask that you be with everyone that's listening to this prayer, ask that it blesses them, that it nourishes them, and that it keeps them drawing closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening, ladies. I appreciate you. I'll talk to you soon. Oh, two things. I apologize for saying ladies because I'm aware that men and women both listen to this podcast. So thank you all for listening. One other thing is that I wanted to share that in addition to this devotional and prayer, there will be a song that aligns with this theme that we're studying today, which is Perfect Peace. So it's by Marvin Sapp. It's one of my favorite songs ever, 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 ever. It's so good. And I encourage you to just give it a listen, and especially if you feel like you need a reminder of that constant, that constant abiding presence, this song will most likely take you there. So allow it to bless you and have a great day. Bye.